This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 29th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. Dating can be very different when there is a relative oversupply of available, educated women. John Berger is author of the new book, Dateonomics. We spoke about the supply and demand of people worth marrying earlier this week. You tell a story in your book that's almost unbelievable about a young man who uh, has sex with a woman who is not his girlfriend while his girlfriend is in the next room and then proceeds to say, I mean, she was upset, but 36 hours later, she was she was fine with it. So what possibly explains that? Well, his perspective was it was supply and demand that that in the Hamptons where this story takes place, there were just so many uh, women and so few college-educated men that that his summer girlfriend was more willing to overlook a um, a one-time infidelity. And there, there actually is some uh, social science that's been done on this this subject, um, and it does indicate that women are more likely to overlook. Um, uh, infidelity when women are in oversupply. Supply and demand here uh, is, is, I think, sort of a crude way to describe romantic relations. But of course, how people treat each other is a, a partially a function of that. So, yeah. so what uh, what are some of the findings that we have using supply and demand as a uh, proxy for social relations? Well, it's twofold. So just stepping back, uh, among millennials in particular, uh, there are, or among millennials, there are four women, four female college grads these days for every three men. That's about 33% more women than men. And this lopsided dating market post-college um, has two effects. One, it it's statistically makes it more challenging for women to find um, a mate, but it also changes behavior. Um, so the, the social science on this indicates that when men are the ones who are in oversupply, the whole dating culture becomes more monogamous, more traditional. But when women are in oversupply, the dating culture becomes more sexualized, uh, divorce is more common, marriage is less common, out-of-wedlock births become um, more, more accepted. What do you tell a social conservative who's looking at this uh, turn of events in some areas, say, where women are in oversupply, and they want to change it. They want it. They want that traditional way of of how men and women court. Well, I have a couple ideas. One, obviously, if there are too many women in the uh, college-educated dating pool, that means there have to be, and there are, too many men in the non-college or working-class dating world. And um, one of my suggestions, or it's actually more of a prediction in the book, is that we're going to see a lot more of what I call mixed-collar marriages. And by that, I mean um, educated women married to working-class guys. Um, and I think those guys are going to be much more commitment-minded because they are dealing with a dating market that is, is equally challenging for them as the dating market is for those college grad women. Because there are Fewer women yeah, so, in their yeah, relative. So, so, so among um, people without a college degree, age 22 to 29, there are about 9.5 million single men versus about 7 million single women. So yeah, I mean, we just don't hear about the dating woes of working class guys because they don't write New York Magazine stories or screenplays or novels about their dating woes. But it's a, it's a very real issue. Okay. So wh- what are some of the effects that we see 
for working class guys? Um, well, the, the you know the the marriage rate for working class women is much higher than it is for working class guys, and that reflects the fact that that the that the marriage prospects are better for women because there are fewer of them. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen a Tyler Perry movie, but in the in the African American community, the um, the gender gap in college is even wider than it is on average, and um, African American women are much more comfortable, uh, and it's, it's much more commonplace for them to uh, for educated African American women to marry and date less educated men. And in the Tyler, and if you ever seen a Tyler Perry movie, there's always some educated woman married to a, me- a mechanic with a heart of gold or something like that. If this were a white movie, you would need like a 10-minute on-screen explanation for why Julia Roberts' CEO character was married to a fireman. So I, I kind of believe that going forward, these kinds of pairings will be more common, and I believe the African-American community is on the leading edge of what will be a broader social change. The broader social change, can you project out what that looks like in 10 or 20 years? Yeah, I think we're going to, I can't put a number on, but I'm confident that we'll see a lot more mixed-collar couples. We'll see a lot more college-educated women married to non-college-educated men. So for women who are well-educated, marriage-minded, I'm thinking, of course, Washington, D.C., you're here for an event to talk about that, and we have hundreds of people signed up to attend that event. What advice do you have for those young women? Well, uh, when it comes to improving your odds, I'm a big fan of marriage ultimatums. Um, so if you have a boyfriend who is slow to commit or slow to discuss marriage, um, I believe in marriage ultimatums. And what they do is they create artificial scarcity in an otherwise abundant marketplace. They make us want more what we fear we may lose. So in my mind, if you've been dating a guy for a year and he's not talking marriage yet, I, I, I kind of believe that after a year you know whether it's going to work or not. And there's no reason to let it drag gone beyond that. Um, if he says yes, great, you've, you've found your match. If he says no, at least you haven't wasted a whole other year. That is not good news for guys who play essentially the numbers game here in D.C. Well, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be the morality police here. Sure. I mean, I'm... I, 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 I'm married, but I acknowledge that marriage isn't for everyone. And certainly, I, I you know, if if people enjoy casual sex or the hookup culture, I'm fine with that. It's just the the what you don't want to see is a guy who you know, just wants to play the field who is um, dating a woman who clearly wants to get married. I mean, there's kind of a disconnect there. So it's that it's it's that situation that I'm really talking about. Uh, one of my professors, Russ Roberts, likes to tell the story about uh, men returning from World War One in France and pointing out that those men were essentially able to treat women fairly poorly. Have you ever have you read Irene Nemirovsky's novel, The Fires of Autumn? No. So it's set in 1920s France. And in the book, um, the, there's a woman, Therese, who's, who thinks she's being courted for marriage by her childhood friend, Bernard, only to, only to discover, as you just you know, laid out, that, that Bernard only wants a fling. And, um, 
And he, Bernard cannot understand why any man, given the demographics, given the fact that 10 million young men died during World War I, he can't understand why any man would want to settle down. And he tells Therese, um, you want to have some fun? Fine. If not, goodbye. There are just too many women uh, to make it worthwhile. So I, I, I mean, I, I believe that's what's happening today. I think I know the, 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 um, the Vanity Fair story on Tinder received a lot of buzz. I, I think that was silly. I mean, the, the, this is not a story about Tinder. Uh, Tinder is less than four years old. The hookup culture clearly preceded the, the invention of Tinder. Um, this is strictly a demographic issue. There are just too many women and not enough men. John Berger is author of the new book, Date Onomics. You can watch an event for the book at our website, cato.org.